This is Lifelinks with a DL link. One minute past 12 o'clock. Good afternoon to you. This is the DL Link Show on 101.9 High of KM. This, of course, is the show where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. And I would say that we possibly are still glowing from the bright, burning light that was shone just a week ago with the fundraising event. And just a superb, superb response from you, our listener. You know, you're incredible. You are so incredibly generous and the DL link is just more than um, humbled by the warmth and just the, how this community just comes together, rallies together. Um, and if this is the first time you've tuned in and you're wondering what it is that I'm talking about, the DL link hosted a charity event last week. Well, they didn't host it. They, they, they put together this charity event with charity. That's uh, with a D. And in 24 hours, they had a certain amount of money that they had to raise. They surpassed that amount. They went over that. And within 24 hours, 3.1 million rand was raised. It is a huge accomplishment, huge celebrations. So I would like to introduce the founder of the DL link, Michelle. Goodman into the studio because Mish, the last time we chatted, we were pushing. We had we were like counting down the minutes. We had when I left, there was an hour to go, and um, we were in bonus round. And then, of course, how much? How much? How, how much longer after that? I mean, the hour came in, and did you know there and then how, how well you had done, Nikki? Um, actually, at the last minute, uh, maybe the last five minutes, I'd like to th- thank the thank. The Samson Foundation came in with 120,000 rand Amazing. to bring in the, us in the up. last in the last <laughs> in about the last five minutes. <laughs> Amazing! It must have been um, so exciting. So it Michelle. was very exciting. Oh, but um, the whole event was exciting, Nikki. Um, I would like to thank each I and think, every yes, yes. individual donor because each donation is huge mm-hmm. and I would like to really thank each and every individual donor of which there were over 1300 and for us that was for that for, for us that was quite remarkable sure um, even more remarkable Nikki is when the people called in it wasn't I'd like to make a pledge I'd like to make a donation it was, I'd like to make a pledge to the Dear Link, and I'd like to thank them for the work they're doing in the community. Mm. So whilst the money is huge and important, and without it we cannot operate, and I thank everyone for that, it was wonderful to be able to hear those stories. Mm. And just like you said, Nick, of course. now is that um, 24 hours we had for the event, but actually in essence, it's actually years mm. of working and um and, and being out there and, and, you know, involving ourselves with people who need, who need us. And of course, the number's growing all the time, Mesh. It's just a frightening thing. Didn't you say just last week that during the fundraiser, you became aware of three more people? Well, um, while we Probably were, while, while people were phoning yes. in or while we were phoning out, um, as Danny, you know, two or three people yes, we, we became more aware of. And since Monday, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, we got six new people 
six new people wow and that's how it is Mish so congratulations congratulations to the DL link and as I said these incredible um, supportive listeners we're just waiting for Philippa to come in she looks very busy outside because Philippa is new to the DL link yes um, and we want to hear but she played a huge role in the fundraiser in a number of ways actually so let's just wait for Philippa to finish her conversation and then we'll invite her in so let's have a quick break Um, Um, And after the break, I'm going to tell you what is actually coming up on the show, what you can look forward to um, here on 101.9 High FM. This is LifeLinks with a DL link. If you are in business and you would like to support the DL link, consider advertising or sponsoring the show. This is LifeLinks with a DL link. Walking with Warriors. This is the DL Link show where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Nikki Seberini, going to be with you for the next hour. Um, we're having a bit of a debriefing after the charity fundraiser with the DL Link. 3.1 million rand was raised. The founder of the DL Link, uh, Michelle Goodman, and very much uh, operations and fundraiser and just extraordinary woman um, is in the studio just to give us a little bit more feedback. Then I'm going to be chatting with Phil- Philippa Smith, who um, was the campaign manager and she's connected to the DL link in a number of ways. Um, and then our warrior for today is, um, Chantal Oersthuizen and she's going to be sharing her story, um, of her, her battle with uh, breast cancer and also the incredible light that shines very brightly at the end of her tunnel. Um, and also Dorian, uh, Cara Wheel, Dr. Deal is going to be talking about, um, issues, um, around when you're having treatment, losing hair, how you deal with the psychological aspect. So that's what you have to look forward to for the next hour. Mish, we were talking about these incredible 1,300 people that called in, that made a donation, but also you had the big donors who came to the party who made it happen. So I'd just like to uh, take a moment. We had uh, one person anonymous of um, 120,000 rand, and just to thank that person, Brett and Mark Levy, Discam361, Larry Nesta, Discovery, Ichikovitz family, friends of Dear Link and friends of Jerusalem Marathon and the schools who participated and other big donors who want to remain anonymous, just to thank them all for bringing our numbers and our figures up. And Nick, I just want to mention one thing, that Mm -hmm. while this was all going on, which I think Philip will tell you was an extremely exciting day. It was vibrant, energetic, exciting, highs, lows, sads, mm. not sads. Mm. Um, we still delivered meals to patients that day and visited people and, and got things out. And even the comment was, how are you remembering this on this day? Mm. And actually, I think that's the real work of what we were doing and and we try very much to remember to listen and to hear as Shelley said I think on the show last week um, Sunday we already had a you know one of our support meetings and on with the show so Mm. thank you to everybody for helping us Mm. do that wonderful Mish thank you so much Um, how are you Philippa lovely to have you on the show lovely to be here so Philippa have you recovered from last week you were the campaign manager tell us more 
Well, basically, I came on board actually on a very strange way to DL Link. Josh, who you met through the radio last week. Extraordinary Josh, we have to say. Extraordinary Josh. (laughs) Um, Is actually my nephew. And uh, his mum didn't want to be in the video that they were making. So I became fake mum. Uh, while I was being fake mum in the, in the video that they launched last week, I met Michelle and uh, having left my company overseas to come back to help with Josh, um, I asked if Michelle needed any assistance, which thankfully she did. And uh, that's how I got my link up with the DL link. Had you heard of the DL link before? Uh, no, not from a, a from a personal point of view. No, not at all. Uh, so it must have been an amazing thing to find out about am- what they do. It is mm. the most amazing foundation, and uh, people these days who stop talk to talk to me just for three seconds find out about the DLM. So <laughs> I'm very much a supporter. Um, in connection with the campaign, uh, really, it was a case of coming on board halfway through. Lots and lots of things were organized. Other things needed chasing up and sorting out. And, uh, you know, we managed to pull off what I think was a fantastic campaign, mm. you know, in in the light of campaigns all over the world, mm. not just a small campaign in the light of a, a community effort. Um, as I said, you know, from a 1.8 million target to a 3.1 million outcome, which possibly could still rise. Um, it's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, it's been really a privilege to be part of it, a real privilege to be part of it. Um, and obviously, uh, you've been following Josh a little bit. So Tell us about Josh. <laughs> he was a little bit down the day before the radio broadcast, to be honest with you. Was he? Um, every now and again, he gets the uh, the understanding that it's palliative care and that there is very little opportunity um, that he will survive 100%. But he keeps going in the same way as he said, day to day, and, mm-hmm. and keep it going. But uh, the day before Josh came, he was a bit down. So when we brought him on the radio and... You know, he was sort of the star of the show and everything. It really lifted his spirits, which was fantastic, because yesterday he went for the first half of the Y90 radiation treatment, and the doctor said, and I quote, it is the easiest treatment we've ever done. We're expecting one of the fastest recoveries. Oh, that's amazing, Philippa. That is amazing, amazing. And I'm so, I'm so delighted to hear that about Josh because he was the star and he inspired so many people with his story, an incredible human being. Absolutely. Mm. And, and, you know, for, for, for an aunt who travels around the world, incredibly humbling that a 14 year old could really put me in my place as to what was important, important in life. Yeah. <laughs> mm put things into perspective very quickly. And how is he today? Well, we know he's on the up and up today because the first thing he asked for was a donut. I'm <laughs> sure the DL link can organize a whole box of donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I believe they did. <laughs> we did. We did. In the few minutes that he woke up and he said he wants a donut. We I did. can just we imagine. Down to the strip. <laughs> <laughs> And one of the best things yesterday was that when Penny went in to go and see him at 7 o'clock yesterday evening to say goodnight because they're not allowed to sleep over, she asked, you know, how did it all go? And Josh looked up and he goes, oh, it's nice of you to finally visit. He had no memory whatsoever of the entire day except the donuts. Except that. You see, that would be me too. I remember the important things. And that's exactly it, Nikki. I mean, one thinks, what is a donut? But actually, when he woke up from surgery, 
He wanted a donut, mm. and he wanted a specific donut, cinnamon one from Woolies. Yeah, and he wanted it now, and that's <laughs> what we need to be doing: is getting him that donut now. And then he closed his eyes and he went back to sleep, and as Philip okay. says, until late that night. How's your sister doing, Philippa? I I think once again, it's good days and bad days. You Mm. know, at the moment, everybody's very buoyant. They found out that the fluid in his stomach, which I think you saw last week, is not bad fluid. Um, It's actually just water um, and uh, the actual the body fighting the cancer. Um, oh, wow. Really? They were They were under the impression that it was something to do with actually the cancer getting worse. So um, they're doing a couple more tests, but uh, that's very, very good news. That is good news. Um, so I've just literally come off the phone with her now. Um, you know, with all these things, she's sort of taken the same uh, tack as uh, Joshua and said, you know, take every single day as every single day. Um, I think she's writing a blog at the moment called My Garden Crush, which is the most amazing blog likening the garden summer, winter, autumn to the actual life of Josh and what's happening in a family and, you know, the real trip to happiness, Mm. not the uh, material Mm. side of things, but where you find the good stuff. My Garden Crush. My Garden Crush, Mm. yes. I'll definitely be looking at that. So tell tell us about so so he spoke about the what the operation that he had yesterday. It was putting the beads. How does that work? So they go up the um, femoral artery mm-hmm. in the thigh uh, directly into the um, hepatal vein, and basically what happens is that they are less than half a grain of rice or something. They're wow. they're minute as I thought they were big sort of chunky beads, but they're not, and. Um, they inject them literally all the way round the outside of his liver, liver lobe, mm-hmm. and then they're left to do their thing. That's the end of the treatment. And they do one lobe, and then they come back again, see how it's doing, see how his body is reacting, and they will do the second lobe in two and a half weeks, three weeks' time, maybe more depending on his uh, how his body fights it. Will you keep us updated? We definitely please will keep do. you updated. Please, please do. And just send him all of our love. I will do. And he, I please, think he's tuned in. <laughs> oh, and just, Josh, if you are listening, you know, I just kept hearing people talk about you and how you had really inspired them. It was that whole concept of taking one day at a time That's mm. that we just don't know. So, Josh, we're all thinking of you and sending, gee, all of our love, all of our love. We have a volunteer. So on my on my runner, it's written Volley. I thought his name was Volley, but <laughs> I since, <laughs> I since we have <laughs> lots of Volleys. They're all named Volley. <laughs> I've since found out his name is not Volley. He is, in fact, Philip Gerson. Glad to know I had his name beforehand. Philip, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> no, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to join you. Uh, volley when I don't have a haircut. <laughs> Let's just stick with Philip. I don't want to step on anyone's toes. Philip, okay. you 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 are the husband of a patient, Gene. You have had a, a relationship with the DL Link, and you have volunteered many times. Just from your perspective, what was last week like for you? Last week was most unbelievable experience. It was a privilege to having have have had having had taken part in it. Um, from the point of view of not only the fundraising, but the kindness and the attitude and the caring of all the link volunteers. Uh, and, and I'm sure that went a long way 
to smoothing the path, the, the path and, and the path of uh, the donors in, in, in um, providing their pledges and also their donations. And um, the, the DL link is, is exactly what you were talking about. And it can be encapsulated, by, I was reading the other day, one, on one of their pamphlets, uh, what they stand for. They stand for love, for strength, for hope, and, and, and support. And this is exactly what the public out there have now realized. And, and, and Fiji, this uh, will carry us forward and we'll get the kind of support that um, we had last week. Absolutely. And you know, um, I think what's so amazing, Philip, is that it's not just for the patient. It's not just centered around the patient. Is that the DL link looks after and, and cares for the family and friends as well. Absolutely. I mean, look at you, you know, how, how difficult to be a husband of a patient and not know what to do. And, you know, well, where can you do? And here you are volunteering. You're in action all the time and they've allowed you well, the I've privilege to, to do that. When I, when I see how wonderful the, the, the DL link Staff, the DL Link patients, uh, and and everything around it uh, are uh, you can't help but volunteer. Mm. I, I just want to mention something to you. Please, uh, you know, in in your darkest hour, when somebody refers you to the DL Link, uh, a wonderful young man called Gabby arrives at your door, uh, er- Erev uh, Shabbos, uh, with a challah and everything else out of the blue. Uh, if that doesn't move you, nothing will. Mm. Because there are people out there that you realize that care and, and can guide you through this. You know, and, uh, why I volunteered as well is because there are so many people that need transport to services. There are people who, and, and, and this transport is provided. Mm. There are people who have meal support. These meals have got to be cooked and delivered. Uh, homework supervision, something people don't understand when a patient um, has, has got children and they're at school and, and they've got a problem fetching the child, uh, doing homework or whatever else is involved with it, um, th- th- this is arranged. Mm. We have all pairs and volunteers that mm. do this. And then, of course, on the, on the, uh, uh, on the lighter side, uh, there's the beauty treatments and the facials and the manicures and the voluntary organizations that provide this. Uh, we've got wonderful reflexologist uh, who comes every week and, and, and their treatments in, in, the, in the house in Highlands. Uh, I mean, you've just got to experience this and, and, and nobody can convince me or most people out there why not to volunteer. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a pleasure. It's a mitzvah. And, and uh, I think all the volunteers do it. Uh, from the goodness of their hearts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, with the guidance of, of, of Michelle and her lovely daughter, Tammy, and, 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 uh, and the rest of the crew, and, and particularly Gabby, who actually is the PR and the face man of, mm-hmm. of, uh, Dear Link, because he goes to the homes and he goes to the treatments and he takes freezos to some people that are undergoing chemo. You don't find this. And, and, and this is the reason why volunteers volunteer, and this is why it's such a privilege to be associated with this organization. Absolutely, Philip. I think you've put it beautifully. There's nothing I can add to that but just to say thank you. Thank you for coming onto the show and for your volunteer work and all love and, and good health to, to Jean. You know what they're saying? Just wish Jean well. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Call Yisrael Chavarim, and mm. that's exactly what it's all about. Thank you so much, Philip. Take care. Okay. Thanks. Thank Thanks. you. Any good news from Jean? Yeah. well. Thank you, Philip uh, Gerson, and singing praises. So, Mesh, just before we stop for an ad break, um, the volunteers, you've raised a lot of money, um, but uh, the family's always expanding and expanding and expanding, and there's only one Gabby, but there are a whole lot of volunteers who help support what he does and what you do. Um, are you always looking for volunteers to come on board? Truthfully, Nick, we actually need to employ more people because just like I was saying yesterday, I know we're speaking about the donut, but it's a point in case or it's a whole. <laughs> um, you know, that donut needed to get to the Donald Gordon then mm. it couldn't wait an hour. That mm. was when Joshy woke up, and that's when he wanted it. And it wasn't a question of it was ready. They had to go to Belfort Park, didn't have, and they had to go to Norwood Mall, he didn't have, and Killarney Mall until they actually Jeez. got the donut that the was the cinnamon donut. Exactly. So, mm. truthfully, and we rely on volunteers, we rely on volunteers, but we also need to expand our staff in order to have people who can assist us there and then. Mm. And we need to now, if anyone has a good deal on a motor car, please come forward. <laughs> We're desperate for a car. Mm. We thank um, Bramley Fitman to have given us a car in the, in the time being, but we need a car. I would like to thank as well Michael Shapiro, who's been a very generous donor to the Dear Link. Um, to thank him personally and to wish, please God, that everybody in his family is well and only to hear good news from Australia always. And, um, of course, just to compliment our dear link team, which I do constantly, Terry Carmen, Gabby, we've heard about, Phil for coming on board, and Ashira Myers, who came on to help us, just to thank everybody who worked so closely and beautifully and lovingly, and the room full of volunteers mm. that day was just absolutely phenomenal. And people sat in the cold <laughs> until late at night at the hot spots, and as I said, the schools came on board, and to thank everybody. Can I just quickly mention, just to thank um, Rodney Echikovitz, as I said, Echikovitz family for their donation. But more than that, they have agreed, and I don't know if Josh and Chris know, do they, Phil, <laughs> that they are getting beat headphones, which have just been collected from the Astroin Center oh, this minute. Beat headphones. And they will be delivered to the boys oh, a little later. And I just so wish well. both Josh and Chris joy and happiness and health and lots of fun with mm. their beat headphones. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Thank you. I, they don't know. So that's going to be a big <laughs> Oh, they're surprise. going to be very, very happy. Well, <laughs> maybe if Josh is listening, he now does know. In which case, there's a squeal <laughs> going through the, 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 the passage in the Donny Gordon. I don't have my phone to see if I'm being WhatsApp. <laughs> Ladies, thank you both so much for coming on to the show. Mish, thank you for the feedback. Congratulations to you and your extraordinary team and just the magnificent work that you continue to do. And Philippa, coming on board and just adding and putting everything together and uh, please keep us updated with Joshua we're thinking of you and we do send all our love and um, healing wishes. Thank um, you very great much. Great having Thanks, you on the Nick. show. Let's take a quick break and then our warrior will be joining us. This is Lifelinks with a DL link. Lifelinks is a DL link fundraising initiative. If you are in business and you would like to support the DL Link, consider advertising or sponsoring the show. This is LifeLinks with a DL Link. Walking with Warriors. 
and welcome back to the DR Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. And of course, none of it would be possible in terms of getting the information to you like we are right now if it wasn't for Chai FM. Um, Kathy Kayla of Chai FM has been so generous with the DR Link and um, Michelle and the DR Link team are are so grateful to to Kathy and to Chai FM. We're very grateful that we're able to broadcast every week um, the DR Link show and you know we've always said that we wanted to be a show about life and we wanted to be a show about information illumination um, we, we don't just want to talk about um, the sad stories, but give hope um, and give insights and also choices and ideas. And we always welcome input from you. We'd love to hear your stories. We'd love to, you know, if, you, if, if something has happened, we'd love to hear about it. We want to hear about doctors and treatments. We want to bring all of that information to you here on the DL Link Show. And that is what we will continue to do. So I really am delighted to introduce um, our warrior for the week. Um, by the name of Chantal Oosthuis, and she's a phenomenal human being. She's a, a a ball of energy, fire. She goes for what she wants, but she was given a challenge in her. I think it was her early thirties. She was diagnosed with breast cancer, um, but it didn't hold her back. And uh, she is the CEO and founder um, of Chantal Oosthuis and Lifestyle Solutions, um, a senior lifestyle solutions architect and creator of heels and sneakers, which is a women's event. She is an author. She's written a book and that's a lot we're going to be focusing on because we talk about bringing you information and she just felt from her experience that she wanted to get a whole lot of information out there. So let me introduce the warrior. Chantal, welcome. Thank you so much and thank you thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming on to the show, coming this side of town <laughs> and joining us. Yes. And I mean, you've, you've just stepped into this room of, you know, talking about volunteers and talking about support and love and um, you know I look back um, uh, my my mom-in-law um, unfortunately passed away from cancer and I'll never forget that um, my sister-in-law was in matric at the time and it was a terrible time for her and I often think oh, if the deal link was there to help her get through matric to help her with her studying to help her mom know that her daughter was supported for the matric dance for the writing of the matric it's such a it's such an incredible link how was the experience for you Chantal when you were diagnosed in terms of support in terms of being held and loved and going through that process um, well, when I was diagnosed, my support system wasn't really big, but I, I soon discovered my own strengths in mm. that sense. Um, I had a, I had a, I had a partner at that time, so he was very supportive. His mom was very supportive, but my parents and my family was very far away. So I had to reach out to friends, colleagues, yeah, yeah. and I mean, they were fantastic. Um, my employers were great. They would say to me, you know, um, if you need to take off, you know, we need to make arrangements. Um, but I think it, the 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 ultimate strength and the support came from myself. Um, I just I knew what I needed to do. I knew that I had to fight, and um, I just did everything in my power to get through it. When you were diagnosed, 
um, I know that the doctor had said to you, you can cry if you want to. Yes. And you didn't feel like crying. I didn't. It, it felt a little bit surreal. And I was waiting for that moment where you, you know, if you watch a TV program and it, the lights go on, mm. I was waiting for that moment, but it never came. I just immediately went into overdrive. I, I went quiet for a while and I just sat and thought to myself what needed to be done. How was I going to make it out alive? Literally speaking. I mean, um, to what go. was the prognosis? What, what did the doctor say to you? Um, well, initially, I, when I, when I discovered the first lump, I went to a GP and they said to me, no, it's just a gland. So I was, you know, sure. I was all right. Mm. It's just a gland. It'll go away. Um, and then I went to, uh, two months later, I went to, um, a gynecologist and she then, uh, prescribed pills that would basically combat my polycystic ovarian syndrome um, but this actually just aggravated everything because it elevated my hormone level oh, sorry my hormone levels mm-hmm. um, and I was her too positive but there was no test done for this mm-hmm. so I basically I kind of gave it to myself if, if, if you think about it that's, that way that's crazy that's absolutely crazy so you feel you feel you have lumps in your breast yes and because you were 30 years old they thought no it, it can't be gland. whatever so it's a gland or mm. We then, it's your, what did you say, your poly... Polycystic ovarian syndrome. There so, you go. Yeah. So um, when I had the second lump, it, it, it was very aggressive. I mean, I, I got the first lump. A month later, I had a second lump. And by the time I started chemo, which was about three months later, I already had three lumps. So it went from nothing to exploding. Very quickly. Very, very quickly. So It's very scary. It was very scary, but it's going to sound very strange. It was also very exciting because it was... Something to learn, something to use in, I don't know how to, it wasn't a death sentence, if I can say it like well, that. Well, let's talk about that. Exciting. I mean, I'm wondering people listening right now, it's, it's their greatest fear. I can imagine their mind would go to the end, death, um, you know, sickness, mm. losing hair, whatever. And you're talking about there's something to learn. There's, there's something always to- something to learn. Okay, how did you get there? How, uh, how, how? I don't know. I think it's just that moment. You, it, it, It's all in your mind and it's all your perception. Mm-hmm. It is what you make of it. In, in any misfortune or um, part in your life where you feel like things are going wrong, you have that choice to say, I'm going to go sit in a corner and cry and wait for things to go really bad or deteriorate. Or I'm going to say, okay, wait, how can I make this better and how can I use this to either help someone else or, um, you know, there is always a positive angle. There's mm. always a silver lining. Mm. So for me, I knew that obviously by going through the process, I would learn I would learn so many um, things about myself as a person. First of all, the fighting spirit. Um, but I could use what I've learned to now help others because I've been through it. Right. Um, I had a crash course. I tried to find information on the internet, but it made me more afraid than anything else. And um, I found that information wasn't so freely at hand as I would hope. Mm. Um, so now I've got that experience that I can say, well, don't do this. Try this. If your gums bleed, try that. If you, you know, if you feel your nails are going to fall out, try that. Oh, and, wow. okay. you know, there, there are little things. So. You know, and I mean, at the end of the day, you, when one finds, when you look for your purpose, I didn't know what my purpose was until this journey happened, hmm. this experience. And it was, it was, it was up, it was down, it was happy, it was sad, but it was such an experience. 
such mm. an experience. Wow. And I, I know that I wouldn't have done it any other way apart from certain things like the amount of doctors I went to, which mm. was unnecessary. And, mm. um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't gained, take that away. You've gained from this. I have. It's always an extraordinary thing when people say that. Really, I always sit back and it's wow. Let me ask you, what, what treatment? Did you have to go for surgery? I did. Uh, first, I had a uh, the uh, an operation underneath my arm where they remove your glands, sentinel biopsy, sorry. Mm-hmm. Sentinel biopsy where they test to see how whether it's spread into your lymph nodes because that's like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a gatekeeper. Um mm-hmm. Then after that, I went for my first chemo, and I had chemo for about half a year to maybe eight months. Um, and in that period, I had a double mastectomy with immediate reconstruction. And then I was going to have radiation, but I said no, because when they did the double mastectomy, and I might have been wrong, but this was what I needed to do, um, I said to them, but why do I need to go for more treatment? I'm already on her septum and I'm taking the pills and the, the chemo's just stopped. And, and they said, well, when we removed all the breast tissue, there was nothing. It was completely clean. Um, when, just in case. Just in case. And I said, but I don't want to. I couldn't, I couldn't put myself through more. More. You knew. I knew. You knew your limits. I knew my limits. Uh-huh. Um, and I was also, if I, if after this, I said to them, let's do another sentinel biopsy. Let's go in again and check if there's anything in my lymph nodes. And if there's anything in my lymph nodes, sure, let's do radiation. Let's do all the treatment in the world, but first let's make sure. So, yes, we did the second sentinel biopsy and I was clean. So I didn't have radiation, mm-hmm. but I kept mm-hmm. on with my Herceptum. Uh, I still got my injection in my stomach, um, which is basically puts you in the menopause. And you it, continue to do that. Yes, along with the tablets and things. So, um, yeah, it's a, it, it, it probably will never stop. I mean, this is, a, this is the train and I'm on, mm-hmm. and I'll always be on this train, but mm-hmm. at least I'm the conductor. So yeah. it's a lot I more fun. I love that analogy. This is the train you're on. This is the train that I'm on. You shift the trains, (laughs) but you are the conductor. That's it. You are. You have your control over it. So, I mean, you've got the most beautiful hair. I'm sitting here. I'm looking at you, and I'm not (laughs) sure how many years ago it happened, but you lost your hair. Yes, I lost my hair. I lost my nails. I've lost some of my teeth. Um, (laughs) um, Is that from chemotherapy? It's just your whole system crashes. Um, Well, it it, it sounds a lot worse when I say it like that, but your system takes a beating. Um, You know, the, the, the treatment that you get does cause the the blood supply to your nails to actually die off and that's why your nails fall out i don't that must be awful it is but it's not it's not something that you can't fix okay um when my hair started falling out uh, i knew that two weeks two weeks they say after your first treatment your hair will start falling out and i was physically waiting for it it was something that i i got excited about i've always wanted to shave off my hair so now I didn't have to. How do you ma- spin it? I didn't have to. You, t- you turn it around. Yes. <laughs> I didn't have to make the choice myself. I kind of just piggybacked it onto cancer and said, "Well, oh well, now my hair's going to fall out, so I don't have to take responsibility for this." That's crap. amazing. And the morning when I woke up, there was this big ball of fur. It looked like a cat was sleeping there, and my hair was falling out. And I took out the the band from my hair, and it had, literally half of my head was stuck on this. And you're laughing. I would have. I want to cry for you. It was quite funny because I looked like a mispatched carpet. Oh, no. <laughs> and so what I did was I got in the car, I went to a hair salon, and I said. Mm-hmm. 
please shave off my hair. And they said, oh, we, we can't do this. They were, they were taken aback. And I said, no, but you can see it's falling out. So they didn't want to. So I drove into the center of Pretoria and I walked they into. They didn't want it. <laughs> no, they they couldn't do it. it. No. Okay, sure. And I went to a, 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 a little Nigerian shop there and I walked in and the guy just looked at me and he was like, yes, can I help you? <laughs> and I said, well, can you please shave my head? And he said, but are you sure? And I said, yes, just shave it now. And it was so liberating. I had a was moment. It? it was a moment where I, I could feel the sadness going from, from my throat into my chest and basically drop out. And then he said, do you want the hair? I said, yes, I like the hair. Thank you very much. I went home and I buried it. And I had a little ceremony, and then I had a glass of wine, and I celebrated the fact that I look awesome without hair. Thank the Pope. <laughs> I had a really good, well-shaped head. Well-shaped head, <laughs> because you don't know what's under there. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then it was fun, because then, then you lose a lot of uh, your preconceived Misconceptions about yourself mm. It's like this is really it now You know no more eyebrows No more hair um, So you just kind of deal with it and, and how were you with your partner? Here you'd have a double mastectomy You'd lost your hair I mean if we, if we look at what, how, how do we feel I mean what makes us feel like this feminine goddess mm. This hair These breasts yeah. Is that just absolute nonsense? Does that the inner goddess come from so from within? I, I do believe that, yes. I think uh, the body is just the body. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it contributes to um, what the world perceives us as and also how we perceive ourselves. But when you take those things away, and I think every single person should doesn't matter how amazing or how whatever shape, size, form, personality, they should take a moment in their lives and picture themselves stripped of everything as just the spirit or just mm. just remove the gorgeous hair and the beautiful eyes and take that all away and then see who you are. Because that's actually, sure, that's, that's, that's the truth. That's the truth, yeah. That's the truth. Mm. And it's just, it makes you stronger. To, to not have certain things So or, that's how you saw it You saw it as not taking away from you But actually getting closer to who you really were As you, as those things, the external were stripped away I am very happy that it happened to me ah. You know, yes, it was rough But it wasn't something that you can't I couldn't overcome mm. um, But I made the decision from the beginning mm. And uh, yeah Inspiring. We, that's what we have in our studio, warriors who inspire us. If you'd like to, I don't know, ask Chantal a question, you can always SMS us on 34519. We would love to hear from you. A quick break, then we're going to continue. Chantal has written an amazing, amazing book with all her insights and advice, which I'll tell you a little bit more about, and then Dr. D will be joining us. So stay with us. This is Lifelinks with a DL link. If you are in business and you would like to support the DL Link, consider advertising or sponsoring the show. This is Lifelinks with a DL Link. Walking with Warriors. 
Welcome back. Thanks so much for staying with us. This is 101.9 High FM. You are listening to the DL Link Show. I'm Nikki Seberini. Of course, we connect you on this show through insights, information, and illumination. I have such a wonderfully inspiring warrior in the studio today by the name of Chantal Oersthuizen. She is a breast cancer warrior. Um, she's got her own lifestyle solutions company. She has started up um, a great event, women's event called Heels and Sneakers. And um, also lots of other initiatives, which we're going to talk about. But let's talk about this book. And in the forward of the book, Chantal, you say, I've always wanted to write a book. But alas, it was only until my impending demise that I finally made the decision to follow through with my wants. We always want to do so many things, but we never actually make a conscious effort to do them unless we are forced. We run out of excuses or we realize that we only live once. And you should make every second count. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are so, uh, we are taking, we take things for granted more than we, we realize. And we only have one life. Um, I, I constantly think of the fact that I'm 35 now and all the things that I still want to do. Whereas before, um, it was just another day. It was mm. just oh, go to work, you know, go home, feed the dog. And those types of things. Now it's like, what else can I do? Mm. What what else is there for me? Mm. Um, I always Let me say, use up I want everything to be used that up. I can and <laughs> yes. do it and experience it. And because sometimes we just have this idea that we're going to have another day and another, and it's just going to be as it was. Yeah, but nothing's guaranteed. Mm. Nothing lasts forever, mm. unfortunately. Yeah. And I, you know, I always say that one day when I do pass. I'd like to know that I've spent. I want mm. to go empty. I don't mm. want to have so much inside. Yeah. Courage to Conquer, why did you write it? Okay, so Courage to Conquer was, I think that's my life's mission. That's, that's the purpose. That was, that was why Chantal was born and created and saved. That, that was it. Mm-hmm. It's so that I can help others. I can give the information that we are lacking and I can make it okay. Um, you go through, if you go through the book, you go through my journey and it's very vivid. It's very brutal. Um, the photos I've put in, I've, I've tracked my progress. I've taken photos of my body as I've changed, as, as it's changed. And I want the woman, the person, the man even that, that goes through the book and reads the book to say, okay, well, I've, I've been here. It's okay. And, mm. you know, you're better for it afterwards. Mm. Um, yes, you, you have stitches and you have scars and you, yeah, I'm going to be very frank, but I always joke and I say, you know, if all else fails, I can always go and work at a, at a teasers as the wonderful stripper because, <laughs> you know, but these are, these are oh. all part of it. And it, it, um, it, it's just to, it puts the humor back in the mm, disease. Mm. Um, it is something that you can fight. Um, it is really not a death sentence and I stick to my guns when I say that. Wow. Well, I have Dr. D on the line, Dr. Dorian uh, uh, Wheel, who is uh, just going to be joining us. And I'd, we want to expand on, on what you were talking about there. Dr. D, welcome. It is so lovely to have you on the show again. Nikki, I have to meet you on the radio. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. 
Dory, you know, I mean, I, I have got this incredibly inspirational person sitting opposite me who talks about cancer, in fact, being a gift because she found her life's purpose. That up until she had the cancer, she wasn't really sure who she was or what she was doing, and cancer gave her that purpose. How does that work, Dory? How do we, how do we take something that for some people is seen immediately as a death sentence or the greatest challenge and, and see it actually? Is something that steers you, you in know, a different Nikki, direction. I need to be really, really, if you don't mind, I'm going to be really realistic about Please. it. Please. Because I think that what happens is that when you this illness or something hugely, hugely challenging like that happens to you, you have no choice. Mm-hmm. So I, if in reality, and I sit behind closed doors with people who talk to me very openly and not always in public, I've never met one who will turn around during the time or at the time of diagnosis who honestly, from the depths of their being or the bottom of their heart, will say, thank you, Lord, for this amazing learning opportunity that you've sent me today. What happens is that when you go through it, you can choose whether you're not going to let suffering go to waste are there any lessons? And if so, how do I harness them? And there are, mm. as we're hearing, how do I harness them to improve my present, my future, and offer a gift to myself and to the world? Mm. And you do that because the alternative is just to give up yeah. and to say, woe is me, what happens to me? Why me? It's, you know, it's, there's nothing in it. There, there's nothing positive. There's nothing. I might as well just curl up. And instead of seeing some light at the end of the tunnel, all you see is the train heading towards you. See, you have various choices. You're either going to look for those pearls and look for the gifts of which they're many and we can talk about them, or you're going to just give up and be angry or very, very depressed only and make it the end of your life both literally and figuratively. So when you talk about that, no one wishes it, but you can deal with it like that Mm -hmm. if you should be in that position and Mm -hmm. having gone through it. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, Dory, I I also want to talk about this you know, I mean, Chantal's talking about a double mistectomy. She's talking about after week two, her hair falling out and then deciding that she was going to shave the rest off and that it was, in fact, quite liberating because she felt like she was in control and she then had the power. You know, when I was sitting here, I said it's my worst fears realized, the thought of my hair falling out or the, for- the thought of having to have surgery and have my breasts removed. How does one reconcile with that? I said, so where's the, the goddess? Is it the inner goddess, the outer goddess? What do-, what do we do with that, Dory? You know, look, I think that there is a buried spirit, Nikki. I think that there's a buried spirit in all of us. And if for women you want to call it the inner goddess or the wild woman, mm. which is the woman who knows she's intuitive, she's deeply instinctual, she is can be focused, she can be powerful. There is that kind of, and it gets manifest when it has to, as resilience and determination and acceptance of things. And how many times do we just 
so full of admiration for people who kind of really rise to the occasion. I think that she is saying this is what happens. This, this is my situation. And there is no way that I'm going to be ashamed of it. It's, it's, and I will deal with it and I'll deal with it openly mm. and thereby give myself and everyone else permission to say this is the reality and I, I am not, you know, I'm, 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 I'm confronting that kind of reality. Other people deal with it differently and I think that however you do deal with it, your barometer of where the, the way you choose is working depends on how you feel. If you have to use a huge amount of energy from the outside in all the time to be defensive and secretive and wonder what other people are thinking of mm. you and how you come across all the time, you're using extra energy that yeah. should be just connected to your strength and your relationship outwards to the world and getting better and giving yourself what you think you need at this time of your life. So that kind of way of doing it, uh, the, the very secretive shame that sometimes people feel because it's in conflict with the image that they might have projected to the world up to now, yeah. often isn't useful. You know, and it just can cause sort of more withdrawal and more depression instead of being able to live the best life you can going forward. But having said that, some people might say, I hate what I look like without hair. My hair is falling out. I'm not loving it at all. So I'll go and get the best bloody beautiful wig mm. that I could ever find. And mm. if people turn around to me and say, your hair is looking nice, I can choose to say, I would thank you very much if you know that it's a wig because my hair's fallen out. Yeah. So I don't think that you have to sort of put your middle finger up to the face of the world and do it in one way. I think what your guideline is, is what's going to work for you. Mm. And you and I often talk about authenticity. Mm. Being authentic where there's no huge gap between what you feel in the inside and how you have to project yourself on the outside. And any way that you want to close that gap with honesty, most especially to yourself, is and, and it works, it's up to you. I think one of the things with women that I must say, there are various ways, especially of dealing with loved ones, because, you know, we are reared to sort of look after. And so sometimes part of our worry is, you know, how do we, our families are, are, are devastated by it. Part of what we feel we have to do is protect them, which sometimes makes it harder for us mm. to ask for what we need, you know, as women. That's the dynamic that might, it, you know, come into it or especially relate to women. But on the other hand, on the positive side with women is that we're also more used to sharing emotion and um, um, and uh, with friends. So, you know, in the past when you did have hair, you could call your friend and say, I'm having a bad hair day. You'd never find that so much with me and I'm having a bad hair day, come <laughs> over for a chat. Mm. So the fact that we know how to connect in an easier way emotionally can serve us well when there are these huge challenges. Yeah, absolutely. Dory, thank you. Always um, 
wise and insightful. Lovely having you on the show. I wish we had more and time. And I look forward to being with you soon, Nikki. Thank Me you too, Dory. You take care. Loved you. having okay. you. Thanks, Dory. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Let's take a quick break, and then I want to hear your thoughts on what Dory had to say, Chantal. Stay with us. This is Lifelinks with a DL link. Lifelinks is a DL link fundraising initiative. If you are in business and you would like to support the DL link, consider advertising or sponsoring the show. This is Lifelinks with a DL link. Walking with warriors. Six minutes to one o'clock. I'm Nikki Seberini. I'm so enjoying the show. Our warrior in the studio today, Chantal Oosthuizen, sharing her story. Chantal, we just had Dr. D talking about, and, and it's so very true, we're all so different. Isn't that what your doctor said about breast cancer as well to you? Yeah. That, uh, you know, it's it's so different. It, it, we're all unique. We're all individuals. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's very different on each human being. And also when it comes to that, the, the hair, the breasts, how you're feeling after chemo, the loss of appetite, the feeling nauseous, just possibly exhausted, and that we're all different in how we respond and how we react to it. Do you put that in the book? Do you cover mm. that? Because it is your story, and, I mean, yes. you're strong. <laughs> you know, you're dealing with it, but yeah. how do you cover that that aspect of it in the book? I, I use a lot of humor. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's no other way about it. Mm-hmm. But yes, we are very different. We are all very different, and that makes us very special as well. But I mean, I can only speak from my experience, and I can only say how I approach things in life, and it's still today the same. Mm-hmm. So, what I, you know, one of the things that I do is I apply what I learned then. In my life now mm. And I think that that's where my absolute respect For the disease comes from Because it did make me an absolutely stronger person mm. um, And you know, it, it, all, it all comes back to how, how, you, how you take it on How you make it yours Because mm. it is yours at the mm-hmm. end of the day mm-hmm. um, So yeah When your hair started to grow back It was so funny when you said, huh? <laughs> I looked like chicken Did you? I looked like baby chicken <laughs> But it was also very exciting because every day I would like some days I'd wear a wig, some days I'd wear, you know, I won't. But um, I prefer not to wear a wig. But even though the littlest, tiniest little head might have been like something from a blanket that I was sleeping on. But I would think, oh, wow, look at my head. Looks amazing. (laughs) And every day it would be a celebration of Mm. I'm, I'm getting better. I'm moving forward. You know, it's going to come back. And then one day I'm going to have long hair again. Um, So, yeah. And I suppose that's where the appreciation comes. I'm just wondering. I mean, I can turn around and go, oh, I'm so exhausted. I have to wash my hair. (laughs) And when you lose your hair and your hair grows back, washing your hair becomes a joy because you have hair to wash. Well, It changes things, right? It it does. It does. Or not. I I don't know. Do you go back? Well, when when it starts getting out of control and you wake up in the morning and you think, oh, my gosh, can I just shave it off again? Really? This, this crosses your mind. Well, it crosses my mind. So uh, a lot of times I'll think, oh, it would be nice. Maybe for summer. Maybe just a little. Uh, I mean, you, okay, you, you're just, <laughs> you, you just like to experiment. Oh, yes. Uh, maybe you, maybe that's very it. Strong, you're very strong. But also, I mean, besides this um, – Lifestyle a company that you have And you do the heels and sneakers Which also sounds exciting You've got a whole lot of projects mm. Like the Pedal for Pink And the Munceville Transformation Project Tell us a little bit I mean there, there's a list here mm. Of things that you do Gay and lesbian, network volunteer educator Alzheimer activist All these things mm. that you do 
Yeah. Um, well, just by the way, someone sent an SMS saying, truly inspiring, Chantal. Keep doing what you do. Thank you so so we've, we've literally got a minute left, but I, I, I'm talking about all these incredible things that you do. Mm. Are you just driven? I'm just driven. I do want to make a change. I know that I can. I've got the, the ability to do so. And um, that's the way forward. Uh, uh, you know, I want to leave. If I, I can't have children, so I can't leave a legacy in that. In you that can't show. because of your yes. the cancer. Yeah, but I can leg- leave something behind that will make life better and more beautiful for others. And that's the goal. That's the purpose. Well, you are beautifully inspi- inspiring. <clears throat> I got a bit croaky there. <laughs> Chantal, where can we find your book? Um, my book is available on Kindle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also. Available. What if people don't have Kindle? Well, you can buy, you can also go into my website. Okay. Um, and What's you your website address? It's www.cols.co.za. Or you can just email me and that's ceo at cols.co.za. Wonderful. Chantal, you've been amazing. You are inspiring. Thank you for coming onto the show. Thank you so much for sharing your story. So if you want to, if you want to get your hands on Courage to Conquer, it is Chantal's personal story, but with it, she gives so much advice, her input, her experience, something that you're certainly going to learn from. Go to the website, www.cols.co.za, or you can email Chantal directly on ceo at cols.co.za, or you can download Download it from Kindle. Courage to conquer. Thank you very much for joining me this week. As always, it has been a privilege and it has been a pleasure. And I look forward to being with you same time next week. For me, Nikki Seberini. Goodbye. This is Life Links with a DL Link. 